Hey, Camp Kids. Welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp experience or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, I'm sharing with you all my first ever camp wedding. Oh, I'm still reveling in it. It was so much fun and it was so good to see so many wonderful people. But this last weekend, I went to my first ever camp wedding. This is the first time that I have ever seen a rustic place look so fancy. So to give you guys an idea about my experience, it was only about a three and a half hour drive for me to go up to this camp. This camp is Camp Sacagawea in Boone, Iowa. As if you've been a longtime listener, you've heard many, many, many people that have attended this camp as either a camper or a counselor or both. Now, if you've been also listening to this podcast, you may have already listened to Ace and Trotter and how they found love at Camp Sacagawea. Well, friends, if you have not listened to that episode, go ahead and stop this one really quick. Listen to that episode before you move on to this one, because this is the episode that recaps their wedding. So if you've listened to that episode, you know that Ace is from the UK and Trotter is in Iowa. So this was a bit of an international affair. I show up later on Friday night as I had to work on Friday and I walk into the dining hall and we're all starting to get set up. We're setting everything with white tablecloths. We're getting all of the decorations out and everything and we're just making it all look beautiful i got to meet up with some of my other camp friends who have also been on the camp kids podcast shout out to abe and taffy and i know that she has been mentioned many times on the podcast but marvel was also there just freshly off of the ship so it was so good to see all these people and Knuckles too, of course. If you've been a listener of the podcast, you've heard probably both of Knuckles episodes. We're all there. We're all helping out. Coral is there too with their family. And we help out for just a little bit after I get there around 730. And we go out to the infamous Colorado Grill to get some dinner. Also later that night, we do take the brides out to have a bit of a hen party before we get started on the day on Saturday. Saturday morning was pretty much just for us getting ready and getting everything last minute set up before the party itself. So the way that everything was scheduled was at three o'clock, the ceremony was going to happen, which was taking place at where opening and closing campfire is. So that's a bit of a ways off of camp. And that was more for super close friends and close family members. So we helped parked cars because some people were staying overnight in rainbow tents and some people were not. So the parking lot is not necessarily near where rainbow tents are. So our job was to make sure that everybody who came onto camp knew where they were going, where they could drop off their stuff and where their car was supposed to be. So it was great to have a couple of us up at the front and a couple of us out at the unit that kept everybody nice and informed of where they were supposed to be. Now, I will say this was in the middle of August, so it was a little toasty. We made a very good call not to change into our formal wear until after we had parked cars, though that being said, even after we changed out of our formal wear, we were still very hot outside, but the wedding party was very accommodating of that. And we were able to move into the dining hall after a little meet and greet of the brides after their ceremony. 
So with that being said, we did a little meet and greet with them in the Rainbow Tents unit area. Got some nice pictures. This was our opportunity to also see other people that, frankly, I haven't seen in years. It was almost like a camp reunion and a camp bridging of sorts because there were a lot of people who were there when I first attended Camp Sacagawea back in 2014. And there were also people that were there who had been around in the 16, 17 years, and even camp staff that worked there last summer as well. So staff that I had run into in 2021, or maybe they were campers in 2021 and now we're on staff. So it was such a unique experience of being able to see all of these people. Not to mention, I got to meet people who I had never met before, only through the podcast. So shout out to Larry for being there. Also, shout out to Turtle, who was also there, one of my beloved friends from the Missouri Heartland Council, who I got to see again. So it was a very unique experience being able to see everybody at camp again, years later, dressed up in this formal wear. Now, I did come prepared. I did bring my swap. However, alas, just like at Robinswald, I was the only one who had a swap, which is okay. (laughs) I don't mind that one bit. Anyway, we headed into the lodge to kind of reroute some things since it was so hot outside. Once we got inside, we chilled and cooled off for a little bit. The brides had their first dances and I got to act a little bit as the DJ for them. It was so beautiful. I did end up crying just a little bit during both of their dances when they had their mother-daughter dances. It was just so unique to see that their families were just so loving and accepting of their relationship and of their love for camp. In fact, the fathers even had speeches and they both referenced their camp experiences quite immensely during this time. We also had a lovely dinner that was hot dogs and hamburgers fresh off the grill. Also with all of the fixings, my favorite was the corn pasta salad. It was incredible. And then later they did cut the cake. We even had little cupcakes with two different flavors. One was red velvet. One was a vanilla with an almond frosting. And they had these little flags on them that had campfires and their initials. Really, these ladies had thought of everything down to the really the brass tacks, and it turned out to be a really, really lovely time. Now, I must admit, I was just going around mingling mostly the entire time since there were so many camp people that were there. Once the sun started setting, we did sneak out to get a group picture of everyone who had worked at Camp Sacagawea before, and it was just so impressive to see everybody together at the same time. So I'm very excited to see how that picture turns out. After sunset, we did wander right back out to Rainbow Tents to have a campfire and to mingle, uh, to have s'mores and a snack, all of that sort of good stuff. And I even stayed out with some of my camp staff people like Thunder and Frog and Knuckles and Coral and just hung out until the wee hours of the morning just catching up and making good old fashioned camp jokes and having a great laugh. I mean, nothing can really beat that kind of time that you have with the people that you only see once every few years or that just hop on a podcast with you. So it was really nice to be able to see them. Also, the thing that I think struck a chord with me the most was seeing everybody's camp family. 
I got to see a lot of adults who have kids now to include Rafiki and Kite and Coral just to see their families and Flounder to see their babies in person. I mean, talk about being the ultimate camp kids. These kids are going to grow up at camp or at least knowing of camp and are going to be so excited to come back year after year where you hear about this magical place. So it was very unique to be able to see all the camp kids running around. I really bonded with Coral's kids. Shout out to her two children that we had a really fun time throwing confetti in each other's hair and making little races to and from other areas on camp. So we finally went to bed in the wee hours in the morning. When we woke up the next day, we had breakfast together again in the lodge, which was a yummy oatmeal bake with fruit and bacon. And then we decided to help out the ranger a bit and to take down the rainbow tents. This was a very unique experience for me too, because I have slept in many platform tents at many different Girl Scout camps, yet I have never put up or taken down a canvas tent. And I know how important this process is because if you don't take down your canvas, you're really only looking at a very small time frame of your canvas lasting. So it was very good to be able to be walked through this process of how to take it down. Essentially what we did was we first took out all of the mattresses, loaded them up in, in Trotter's truck and hauled them off to where the mattresses live. Then we took down the cots and folded them down. We put them on Bobcat, who is the ranger at Camp Sacagawea, Bobcat's Bobcat, stacked them all up super high, and then Bobcat took those off to where those live. And then we started taking down the canvas. So how we did, how we figured out how to do this super easily was we got on the side of each platform tent and we undid all of the knots except for the four in each corner. Then once we had one person at the back pole, well, it's a wood, wooden stand, and we had another person at the front holding both of the wood and wooden stands, we then unhinged the four strands at the four corners of each platform. And then slowly, both of the people on either side of the poles would bring them down and then bring their head out from the canvas. Since there are two pieces to the canvas, there's kind of like the rain tent fly thing. And then there's like the canvas from the inside. Then at that point, we could shimmy the canvas off of the platform and put it on the ground and then flip it over if we needed to fold in the flaps, make sure that the flaps were untied. And then we folded it and put it on these crates that then Bobcat was going to come through and take the crates to put probably in the maintenance shed, if I had to guess, which by the way, Camp Sacagawea has a state of the art maintenance shed. Oh my goodness. I mean, I was super impressed with my council's maintenance shed at Camp Tongawood, but this one, oof, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful maintenance shed. Very impressed with how they treat their site managers at this camp. But anyway, so after we did that, we did that multiple times over all of the tents, and it was really unique to be able to see that process to take it down. So with that being said, if you do work at a facility that does not take down your canvas tents, it's not too late. Go through that process that I just explained to you, and you'll have no problems taking it down. I would recommend, as you're taking down a platform tent, have four people on each corner and then two people to hold the poles in the middle. So that's six people in general. If you can get six people, you can take down your platform tents in no time. 
It was very hot, as I mentioned, but we had plenty of liquid IV to go around. So we all stayed super hydrated and had a great time. So with that being said, it was a marvelous, marvelous weekend. It was so great to be able to catch up with all of my camp kids friends. And I hope that the camp kids that haven't been on the podcast that I ran into will come on the podcast soon enough. All right, Camp Kids, that is my recap of Ace and Trotter's wedding. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you are enjoying these short episodes, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe because we want to keep this Camp Kids community growing by spreading it to others who also love to talk about their camp experiences. Please leave a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating so that others can also find this podcast. Next week, I'm dropping my part two my conversation with Katie. So be on the lookout for that. That is all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.